Alrighty everyone, welcome back. This is Tavis Killian and Anthony McDaniels with Rare Petro premiering a new series, The Wednesday World of Oil and Gas. Whenever a significant event occurs or the world experiences some change, people get to talking. Lately it seems that the media agencies will push one narrative, maybe two if you're lucky. We don't believe everything's so black and white, so this series will be taking a critical look at both sides and those gray areas in between rather than parroting what the rest of the internet is saying. For today's episode, we will be talking about relations in the Middle East and the conflict with Russia. So, Anthony, take it away. You came prepared. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How you doing, Thomas? How you doing? Great, right. great. So anyway, after listening to you do such a great job on podcasts for a while, and I have all these things to sit here and talk about, figured why not, why not contribute once a week, help you guys out. Hey, right. of course. We'd love to have you. First of all, I start with... I read a lot, right? I don't watch the news. I do read it, though. And so what do we have in this wild weekly world? Well, let me tell you right now. Uh, I see this article here from March 21st. So that would be two days prior to our recording here on March 23rd. And Houthi rebels target Saudi infrastructure again. Uh, this isn't the first time that's happened. This is an oil price article, okay? Okay an oil, oil price article by Charles Kennedy, right? And, but here's the part that gets a little spooky if you're used to the status quo. Uh, Saudi says it no longer has, quote, the responsibility for any shortage in oil supplies to global markets in light of the attacks on its facilities. And that sounds innocent enough. What do you get out of reading between the lines on that, though? Uh, well, it sounds actually, if you have a background in what we've been in since Henry Kissinger brokered the deal in the 1970s with Saudi Arabia, this is, this is a massive break from MO, right? This is not innocent at any level. This is a, we are turning your back on the West. We're turning our back on the West. They are saying they do not have responsibility to bring oil supplies to the market. Oh, wait a minute. OPEC <laughs> was always broadcasted as, I like the way they wanted to broadcast as, you know, hey, you know, we're going to, we're going to make sure that the global energy markets flow, right? Mm -hmm. They put a lot of oil on the market just to drive down prices historically. They've also arguably kept oil off the market historically to, you know, let prices drift up. But for them to come out and say that it is now not our responsibility to bring supplies back to the market. That's a problem because the deal was we protect you, Saudi Arabia, you live in a rough neighborhood and you price your oil in dollars, right? As well as, as you're the, you know, basically the de facto leader of OPEC. Everybody else will, and the whole global oil energy market will flow on the U.S. dollar, right? Mm -hmm. We will protect you, Saudi Arabia. You price your oil in dollars, U.S. dollars. It was their responsibility to keep oil supplies going, at least at a minimum. It was their responsibility to state publicly to the world that that was their responsibility. Now they're saying it is not their responsibility. No, not our responsibility. Well, when does this article come out? It comes out 
as, or what, you know, this attack, this attack happened. This attack happens and this statement from Saudi comes out as we are nearing the finish line on an Iranian nuclear sanctions deal, though, for everybody who pays any attention, yes, we're trying to get some Iranian crude on the market. For those of you who may not be aware, that's significant because these Houthi groups doing the attacks are, in fact, backed by Iran. Uh, backed by Iran. And, and one reported but maybe slightly underreported little nuance of the Iran nuclear deal here is that with Washington's blessing and awareness, I'm sure there's strategic reasons for it, we would hope, um, <laughs> as Russia is attacking Ukraine and we are sanctioning them, oh, shaking our fists at you're so bad. And we need more oil because of this bad Russians. We are asking Moscow to broker the deal with Iran. A little conflict what? of interest there, it seems, huh? Well, it's a bad soap <laughs> opera. I mean, you just like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You, 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 what? And here is a sticking point. This is, we were so close. And I was like, ah, there's a sticking point. The sticking point was, and you can go look this up. Anybody can go look this up, right? You just Google it. The Iran nuclear deal. What, what, just read what's been going on. <laughs> Russia did not – we have asked Moscow to broker this Iran nuclear deal, right? Saudi is seeing us do this publicly. At the same time, they're being attacked by Iranian-backed rebel group. What? what the heck is that? You know, I mean, it's, it's just – it's ridiculous. Uh -huh. And so what do we have right now? We have – well, there was a sticking point in the Iranian nuclear deal. Yeah, so Russia basically did not want the sanctions that's been thrown on their country to affect their ability to trade with Iran. So we don't have to be geniuses here. We're going to sanction Russian energy, but we're going to let Russia broker the deal with Iran. And it's only going to go through if Russia can still trade with Iran. Huh. So an oil barge shows up in Iran at a port from, I don't know, a country that they're still allowed to trade with. Yeah? Yep. And then another oil tanker leaves a port in Iran to go to the globe. Like, if, yeah, and this has been going on man. for years. They turn off their transceivers when they're transporting. They'll fake documents. I mean, it's, yeah, it's but just I mean, the middleman, and it keeps it flowing. This is becoming more – just – this is just like more bold. We're mm -hmm. just going to say, yeah, sanction our energy. Uh, oh, yeah, Russia, we don't, we don't want your energy to go. We're going to hurt you. Hey, can you help us sanction or uh, broker this Iran deal? Yeah, we'll we'll help you guys out with Tehran, but we want to be able to be able to ship stuff to Iran, right? So we don't we don't have any issues with that. There's not gonna be no sanctions on that. Rendering the initial sanctions <laughs> useless. <laughs> Absolute baloney. You know, and, and at the end of the day. I would like to believe some of the narrative out here that, you know, we're really crippling Russia. Man, oh God, I'd like to believe that. But let me tell you something. Germany's got a much bigger problem than Russia. If Russia decides to turn off or significantly turn down energy supplies, a good chunk of Europe, Germany is notable because they're the largest economy in the EU. Uh, I mean, there, there's, there's an article to this too, another oil price article from, you know, what do we got here? We got um, March 15th, greater sanctions on Russia could cripple Europe's largest economy. 
I optimism among Germany's investors collapsed on the fastest rate on record this month, tumbling to minus 39.3. Minus 39.3 from 54.3 last month. The drop smashed economists' expectations who had been penciling in a reading of 10. Germany is highly dependent on Russia for energy supplies, meaning production could be curbed if oil and gas flows are disrupted. Basically, all of their plants, their entire economy shuts down on a minute's notice if the gas slows down or stops. And they've allowed that with the construction of the Nord Stream infrastructure, right? They've allowed that with believing that they could just run on solar panels and wind turbines and whatever backup power to you know, basically buttress this whole system was coming from Russia, primarily. So congratulations. You know, so I, I think Russia is buckled up and ready to endure some pain, if you will, economic pain. I don't know if some of our allies are as able or positioned to deal with pain for as long. I really don't. I mean, we can deal with higher prices. The electorate won't like it. But our economy wouldn't literally shut off. That's what Germany is staring down the barrel of. Right. And that's that their economy unrest. could literally be shut off like a light switch. Mm -hmm. And then people would and be in the streets. It would, yeah, it's, 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 it's just, you know, and it all goes back to, you know, last summer was an absolute disaster. You know, we have, let's, like, look what happened in Afghanistan. All right. Nobody's arguing that was a debacle. Both sides <laughs> of the media. Everybody on both sides, like, yeah, it was it was ugly, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here's another thing we announced last summer. It's not the first time we've done it, but in conjunction with how badly we left Afghanistan, which I've heard the Chinese are now using that that massive air base that we left attacked. Um, last summer, we pulled more of our Patriot missile defense systems out of Saudi, and just recently, we're offering to give them back. Hey, you want these back again? <laughs> <laughs> and so. Why did we say we're, we're pulling our defense systems out of the Middle East like Saudi, which we said we would protect in exchange for them, you know, doing U.S. dollar trade? Mm -hmm. Oh, we need to focus on Indo-Pacific, you know, the China threat. Okay, here's the thing. While you're pulling your defense forces out of the Middle East, China and uh, Saudi are talking about trading oil, you know, oil selling from Saudi Arabia to China to the yuan, not even the U.S. dollar. And you've got the crown prince of Saudi Arabia not taking phone calls from the president of the United States, refusing a meeting with Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Let me tell you something, like I said earlier in this, it's a bad soap opera, right? So, I mean, more to come, we'll talk about the world every week. The way I see it right now, though, just keep reading, keep yourself informed, because a lot of the things we're doing, we're either intentionally doing something like, hey, let's sanction Russia and then turn around and let Russia be able to broker the deal with Iran that we need, <laughs> that the West needs, that, that's going to make sure that they can still, you know, trade with Iran. It yeah. neuters the whole concept of all the sanctions to begin with. Mm -hmm. Ryan? Oh, it does. Absolutely. I mean, why even start with this if, I mean, you're right, Russia still has a market between Iran, China, and potentially the rest of Europe should things get real bad because they have what we need. Yeah. So, I mean, just keep yourself informed. I mean, at the end of the day, I think this means oil price in U.S. dollars is going to continue to go up. That's what I think that's what this boils down to. And uh, you're going to – there's more to come.
So, you know, next week we'll get back on this and we'll talk about whatever's crazy in the wacky world next week. And we know we threw a lot of information at you. Well, I shouldn't say we, Anthony. He goes, he's a voracious reader. He's got lots of sources. I'll be sure to include those in the description so you can fact check us. If you think something's wrong or you disagree, please call us out. Send your opinions to podcast at rarepetro.com and we will be sure to include that in the next episode. But until we see you next week, take care, everybody. 